0: Hello and welcome to Coolest Kids. I am one of your hosts, Terrence Wiggins, joined by your other host. Look out, it's snowbound Brock Wilbur. Brock is forever trapped in the frozen north. Of <laughs> the, uh, Game of Thrones reference.
1: <laughs> winter I don't, I don't has coming.
0: Winter done been came I would buy the hell out of that shirt, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our cross-eyed, whatever that frost zombie guy is. Like our cross-eyed <laughs> version of came. A, w- winter Dunban came, t- And he's wearing like a trucker hat. He's got in those fake teeth. Um, oh, you, you're,
1: you've you basically reverse-engineered squid bellies. And I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's voiced by Dana Snyder. It's, there's a lot happening. <laughs> uh produced I, I, in Georgia. I became um, I became friends with Snyder in uh, in Los Angeles. Like he was my first like celebrity pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that we hit it off about was he's like Ow, I like <laughs> he he he'd he'd been in, in a town like outside of my hometown that's even smaller and he'd done like Shakespeare theater there over the summers because he wanted to be a very serious actor but he sounds like a milkshake <laughs> Uh, right. And I was just like, I don't I want to see his fucking Richard the third like that excites yeah. me so very much. And I was like, this is like you're you're forever this thing now. And I, I know you can't go back, but also it must have been difficult to get like cast in those roles where you're like, I'm actually very good at what I do. And they're like, all right, well, let's hear the monologue. And then your voice comes out and it's like, all right. So, like, I love that he found all of Adult Swim, but also like he found Adult Swim in that time when they like really stuck to be a non-union and they're still trying to break out of that now so like that guy has like no money to retire on and like that's it's one of those things like power rangers where you're like okay so they're doomed to a life of cons the the only nice part about like what happened to dana snyder is like that revolution came a couple of years ago and now he's been on enough union shows that like i don't think he ever has to worry about like health insurance again because good good uh daddy squid billy and like everybody else uh that he's voiced on that network like he deserves a lifetime achievement award for the millions and millions of dollars he's, he's made for them including like just merchandising imagine how many like master shake things they wouldn't have without him
0: right i'm trying to like i i can i can hear like all of the uh all of the voices he's done But I can't like Master Shake and uh, Venture Brothers uh, with Venture Brothers. He did uh, Chowder. Um, Right. I forgot he was on Code Monkeys. Nobody remembers Code Monkeys. I love Code Monkeys. (laughs) I had it on uh, I had it on DVD. Uh, if that says anything about me.
1: A, um, an ex-girlfriend of mine used to make uh, a lot of like Russian stacking dolls that she would hand paint. And so like all of my like birthday and Christmas presents were different shows like Metalocalypse or something. And, mm-hmm. and at one point she made me a Dana Snyder stacking doll that I still have around here somewhere. And like the very <laughs> smallest one was his Code Monkeys character. And like he signed all of them for me. And I was just like. Oh, that's amazing. And I ha- I, I do not care about people signing things, but it was mostly just to yeah. be like look what she made and like because we worked on a a show that a friend of mine wrote and we were the two uh, co-stars of this animated thing and like Mm -hmm. it turned out terribly and like friendships were destroyed and i think my voice was replaced before it came out but like it it, it did represent like a week of him and me in like my bedroom like recording stuff together and i was like "Eh, that'll be hard to replace like that'll always be nice (laughs)
0: that's that's a cool story And I did not know that you knew Dana Snyder. And now I'm incredibly jealous. I think you can Uh, know Dana Snyder too.
1: He's a nice guy.
0: (laughs) I mean, if you want to introduce me to Dana Snyder, I would love to know Dana Snyder. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this is a podcast about music. Music. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of like Japanese post-hardcore recently. And uh, I wanted to do an episode about it. And today, well, first i'm gonna drop a song in by uh, by a band called soko ninaru that's the band that we're covering um i'm gonna drop it in we're right finally here doing this thing that we've, we've
1: we've promised to do for more than a year said, on the show
0: <laughs> uh i'm gonna drop the song in here and then uh you can listen to the song and then we'll talk about the rest of the the band because uh you need to know what they sound like And so now we are going to talk about the album. Uh, we listened to two of their albums, uh, Yamanabe and uh, Madeline. And I really like both of those albums. It would um, be difficult
1: for me to tell you which song was off which album.
0: Let's be on right. real about some things here. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, because one, it's all in Japanese uh And to we have just discovered them not too long ago, probably like two a month ago is when I first discovered them, and then I was just like, "Oh my god, listen to this band." Um, but there, what I've discovered is that Japan, like Japan's like post-hardcore scene, has been doing way more interesting stuff recently than anything America's done in like ten years. Uh, which is kind of I don't I wouldn't say it's surprising. But I think it's really cool because this this album is, both albums are kind of all over the place. And, Brock, what did you think? If
1: I wasn't as goddamn white and, like, American as I am, as, like, the person who's, like, 34 and still hasn't left the continental United States. uh, Like, I'm sure I would know what country they're living in where they're currently living out the promise of of refused Shape of Punk to Come. Like there are parts of the world where I'm sure people are are fulfilling these things. And that was part of the thrill. This is like, oh, uh, people are are still doing this uh, and they're getting better at it. uh, Right. It just existed in a bubble or a bottle that I and it's not even that like I'm sure the rest of the world really enjoys this band. I'm just like, that's not English. I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) <laughs> and and it made listening to this made me think of a thing and i think i texted you about this but i was like um back in like oh three oh two when i was real into 311 and was always going to 311 day in omaha and stuff because you're in the midwest that you gotta so go sad to me it's, it's, it's not like, it's nice and fun yeah.
0: uh <laughs> around that time they I went to 311 day and uh, i found out the color of my energy i went with my dad and it was nice uh <laughs>
1: It, they they self-released a couple of, like, DVDs that were the, like, tour documentaries that cost, like, way too much fucking money. Uh, and they, like $40 or whatever. Yeah, it was, like, 45 bucks, and then, like, it was clearly edited in, like, iMovie. And, like, they both came with, uh, like, CDs of some B-sides, but they were those mm-hmm. micro-CDs that had, like, space for three mm-hmm. songs on them. And you were like, I can't even mm-hmm. put this in my car. It's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> you put... Like, maybe your computer doesn't have that specific drop-in slot, so it might just fall through. (laughs) Yeah, and it might get lost
1: in there, and then, uh uh-oh, 311 ruined my computer. Um, (laughs) Which I I found out via documentary last night uh, that the uh, Fukushima nuclear reactors in Japan uh, that that went down a couple decades, a decade back, uh, they just refer to that day as 311 day. 'Cause of all the no. people that died. And I was just like, Wow, uh well, our nine eleven is bad, but your three eleven is worse, and like I pe- more people should know And our
0: three eleven was bad enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I'm i I'm sorry. Terrence, edit that
1: out. Oh, I, I'm I talking know. to editor Terrence, not you. <laughs> Your joke was good, but editor Terrence will know that the world shouldn't hear it. Um, but in, in in some of those True docs, they would go to like Japan and stuff, and there would just be footage yeah. of people in the front row who knew every word to every 311 song, and they'd learned it mm-hmm. just phonetically. And I remember being shocked by that as a kid, and then I'm listening to a lot of this this week. I listened to one of these albums just on constant repeat. And I was like, okay... I can at least probably mouth along to like some of these songs that I love at this point. I have no idea what they're saying, but it is very post-punk emo. And I absolutely like, I I, I tried to transpose it at first. I was like, if I was in uh, a venue, like we have a venue in Kansas city, that's an outdoor venue and it is covered Mm -hmm. uh, with a giant sort of like aluminum layer uh, so that if it rains, it doesn't, you know rain on you but also that means that like when the cold war kids came to play i didn't understand anything except vowels for an hour and a half uh (laughs) and i was like okay so like if at the drive-in came to play that venue and i was standing at the back it would be i could not tell the difference between that and this because at some point it's all just stuff that you know you're supposed to sing along with and you can sort of echo the sentiment uh right and i i I've listened to the first At The Drive-In album a thousand times in my life. I can write out maybe one in ten lyrics. How is that different than this, where I kind of, I might even know the words better to this now, even though I do not understand their meaning. And even if I knew the words to At The Drive-In, I also would not understand their meaning because there is none. So it it was sort of this, like, zero-sum game of meaning that I was like, oh, uh, I've never actually tried to do this with a non-English, like, music before and i was like why, right why
0: wouldn't i i'm missing nothing <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of uh knowing the words just like mouthing along uh the original japanese theme song to dragon ball z is much different from the uh the butt rock american version uh that we got over here and in uh thanksgiving has just passed as we have as we're recording uh right now it was a few days ago and they had uh a goku float in the macy's thanksgiving parade and they played the japanese dragon ball theme like instrumentally along with his float and it was like i still know the lyrics like i have no idea what i like i know what the japanese is but i have no idea what it translates to in english uh so that just reminded me of that but also they played the japanese dragon ball z theme in america <laughs> the macy's thanksgiving day parade and that is just the weirdest thing to me
1: wow
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i was watching the clip of like uh of al roker saying it's super scion or whatever he said <laughs> i did see that uh, oh my god <laughs> and they're playing head chala which is the which is the song and i was just like this is this is strange. Like I understand dragon ball Z is, is super popular, but <laughs> like I was thinking back to like when I was like 16 years old or whatever. Uh-huh. And like dragon ball Z had been around for a while, but like the people I know who watched dragon ball Z didn't know necessarily know about like the Japanese theme song or any of the, the, the stuff that we didn't get over here. So it's, it, it was just like a, a weird moment. It, It is part of a thing that like uh,
1: localization is something that we've come to understand only like in the last 10 years on this scale Mm -hmm. because we have the Internet and we have people that know better. And so sometimes you can go on and find out like this game in translation does not mean that Uh, or you can find out these alternate cuts of things or about like how these things were changed to. Uh, adapt to an American audience and like it it is really weird to find out that just like it's amazing to be able to at this point in such a very privileged way be able to watch Netflix and choose between like the subtitled version of something or you know the the VO uh, American version of things and be like oh I, I can actually do this in a way that like I had to order DVDs of stuff that were, like, (laughs) non-region DVDs of, like, Korean horror films just so I could understand either one of the two. And now that there's both there, it's like, oh, this is cool. You
0: had to spend $35 inside of a Suncoast. (laughs) I remember when Suncoast was going out of business, and they were like, everything's 50% off, but everything was still, like, 80 bucks anyway. So I was just like, I guess I'm just not buying anything from Suncoast um <laughs> but yeah the 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 push for like proper localization in like the last few years is like it blows my mind of like the stuff like i could just go on VRV or crunchyroll or funimation or high dive or whatever and find just anime that i that i they just not playing on tv over here right and just watch it like it's on there and somebody is somebody has uh, has written subtitles for it and I could just watch it like trying to find the only place that around here that I could really get anime from when I was growing up was like Bill's Flea Market, which burned down in 2008. What? Uh, yeah, it was. You can look it up. It, it burned like and it this was, sounds like your ghost story. This sounds like you're carrying into the void moment. <laughs> B- Bills flea market was it was a one building like with the bill the place that it is now uh they have like paved it over but um the building was like on just like this expanse of rock like they didn't have a proper parking lot <laughs> and it was uh here let me i'm going to find a picture of it because Please i know do. Uh, I'm going to send it to you on discord because it's, it's uh, something else because it, it was, it's like a long expanse of rock in the middle of nowhere. Um I'm trying to find it. That's not burned da- here. Yeah. I feel no, like over the, over down. the course
1: of this podcast, I've also tried to localize what I think your hometown looks like and it is like all different types of terrain in the same place. It
0: pr- no, it pretty much is. That's Virginia. Like you there's like you have the a beach, city but also which I think like, you
1: have the desert from dune like and, and everything in between.
0: Uh here. Uh this is this is picture of it when it was when it was burned uh, like it was burned down but um What the fuck, man? But like you could see like it's just like that like right in front, there's like the parking lot, but it was just like mostly rocks beyond that point. Jeez. And so you just had to park there, and then you could see going up. It would go down. Like you would walk up the stairs and go up, and then it right. would go down until like to like this bazaar, like like a uh, like a fleet, like a like in a foreign country. When I went to uh, Romania, uh, we actually went to a bazaar, and they had like all these booths set up selling. Anything that you could possibly want, and that's what the inside of Bill's flea market was. There was no windows in, like, to look outside. Everything was artificially lit. There was like weapons and porn and all this other stuff that you could ever want in this uh, in this flea market. Dear listener, and he has sent me a picture
1: of a clearly what is the location from a John Wick sequel film.
0: Ex- ex- <laughs> except F- that it has,
1: it has two different uh, wheelchair ramps, and it, it looks like. Uh, just defenses like
0: the the, uh the bill's flea market sign like there is bill's flea market right and then uh there's an fx sign sign. there's a sign that says fx and for the longest time i thought the place was called fx but it's called bill's flea market fx is from a former electronics store called fx jesus christ that they just had the sign for I'm, this I'm glad is the this place... burned
1: down because if it hadn't burned down, you would have been burned down inside of it. Like, oh, some yeah, point, was, this, this was place would have killed me. Down. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I only went like once or twice, and that was enough because that place was it's it was so like that was like the place where you could get if you wanted to find anime, you could go there, or maybe Best Buy had some weird stuff. I, like, I bought the Power Stone anime from Best Buy. I'm so sorry, I completely um,
1: forgot how we got here. I'm looking I did at this too as if this I had to remember. The, I thought that this was the place that you went to like do your first cocaine. And then you were like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is actually where I had to go to find anime. And I'm just like, oh, oh, in 10 years, we got to Crunchyroll. And like, I, I'm just looking at like the Columbine of anime locations here. Like, it's
0: just. It's a nightmare. Oh my like, God. Like. Th- We had like this place and there's like a weird place in the mall, but like we we couldn't get anime. So it was just like getting any Japanese culture like 10 years ago was next to impossible because you you had to pay so much money for it. So uh, I was watching. And and I didn't even fully
1: understand that because of course I didn't come up in that, but I got you and another friend uh, pillows uh, that uh, are my friend dread singles uh, made with art on it. That's a VHS tape labeled anime uh and mm-hmm. i was just like oh that's it's very funny it's an anime tape but like both of you were like yeah yeah yeah." i had to grow up that way where you just had one tape and you taped different animes onto
0: it And i was like right hold on
1: there's like a whole side of this that i totally missed i yeah. just thought it was when funny. i
0: <laughs> like anime like before uh uh toonami like before anime came on cartoon network Like, I had to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch. Like, Dragon Ball Z would come on before school. Uh, Sailor Moon would come on before school. Pokemon would come on before school. Samurai Pizza Cats. Uh, Ronin Warriors came on at, like, 3 o'clock in the summer. Uh, I do not believe that Samurai Pizza Cats is a thing. You try to sneak one in there. (laughs) Samurai Pizza Cats is definitely a thing, and I think you would like it. You should look it up, because it is wonderful to look at. Um uh, but like it, you just trying to get any sort of Japanese culture where you just like being, especially being a kid who's just like getting up at six o'clock in the morning to watch anime because nobody else like, and none of my friends watched it. They didn't know about it. Like they didn't, none of my friends like really played JRPGs or anything like that. Right. Uh, I was in like role playing forums when I was like 12 years old for like different anime. Like it was, it was a thing for me. Um, and so, as I'm now older, and there's like just so much easy access to cool Japanese shit that I didn't get as a kid. And I think that's why I relish in it more. Uh, to tie this back into music, like listening to uh, like anime theme songs is so much different than listening to uh, to American theme songs because when when they would translate an anime. They wouldn't just like use the song from the anime, like they wouldn't just play it. They did in like the Toonami days, but like when you had like four kids entertainment and stuff like that. They would make their own song. So you would end up with uh you would end up with just like these power ballads and terrible rap songs and 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 butt rock you didn't get you didn't get any of the like uh. there's so many like synthy rock songs from like 80s, 80s and 90s, 90s anime that didn't come over. So <laughs> like like the Digimon song is like a legit like every anime theme song is like a legitimate song that is like three to four minutes long that they cut down to be the theme song. And every American theme song is just like, I need to hammer home what the name of the show is or these kids are going to forget because we have to sell them merch. (laughs) Like literally the Digimon theme song uh, is them saying Digimon like a hundred times. And there's like bad rapping in there. Don't have I ever told you about the uh the the dub the American dub of the Digimon movie? No. Okay, so the American dub of the Digimon movie it's it's actually three different movies combined into one, so they're they're just like thirty minutes long. Uh, these and they were animated by a different studio who did it. It's a really good looking movie, but when they translated it to English, they added this American uh themes this american soundtrack i love hearing you like furiously typing on something because i need to i need to uh god i'm so mad right now uh <laughs> the this is this is the american uh the theme song that they used and these songs were just playing through the uh, the the movie in different parts all star by smash mouth the star rockefeller F- skank right, by right. fat boy slim kids in america by lynn of course one week by bare naked ladies yeah yeah yeah. the impression i get by the mighty mighty boss tones. there's less than jake there's like all these bands and i was just like it and it's so uh, like it it's grossed, and like it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie like there's a scene like uh one week plays god so in the movie, there's two characters who like you don't see, but they've had an argument and they haven't talked to each other in a while. So the the scene that they that they talk about where they haven't talked in a while, guess a song plays? One week by the Barely Legal Ladies. You know that song where the guy talks about jerking off to Sailor Moon? That song. And they also put. <laughs> do you remember a cartoon? Do you remember a cartoon called Angela Anaconda? Yeah. And how ugly and terrifying it was. They put, they made their own Angela Anaconda, like, it was like the kids from the show going to see the Digimon movie, and, uh, Brock, I'm like, I'm mad about this still as an adult as I was when I was a child. As you should be. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Anyway. You so have to explain this band that sound. It's I have a polar water bottle and I'm drinking water out of it and it when I take a, a sip out of it, it it splashes back into the bottle. Oh uh, God. Anyway, this band, Sokaninaro. They're very good. They're they're it's almost this uh fall of Troy sort of um with with cleaner vocals yeah and but then there's also like technical death metal segments yes and and there's a there's a lot going on and all of it's good like it doesn't I don't know how to describe I, I put I put a song here so you so you guys can hear um but it's and there's three people in the band it's like a girl playing bass uh oh it's the, so annoying in, in 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 it extends
1: it's fall of troy again where it's just like fuck you
0: come on yeah right like and there's you can watch videos of them of like playing guitar and bass and it's just like absolutely not like how did you who taught you how to do that there's no way that any of this should be working um and it's, it's amazing. And one thing that I've learned listening to, like, uh, just going on Google Music and playing, like, because uh, you can just select a song and it'll choose songs that sound like that. Uh, there's a lot of bands that have, like, similar sounds or, like, have this sort of, like, uh, this emo-ish sound from the early 2000s that it's girls. Like, there's just, like, full girl bands of these awesome amazing musicians and that's never something that we ever got over here really like i can't think of a band that was all girls that wasn't like kitty
1: sure uh and and it always sucks to have to do that to be like well there's kitty and and, (laughs) right yeah fucking yeah i know (laughs) Like, and I'm sure uh, there, like, there is, uh, and I'm sure that we're big pieces of shit for not knowing who they are.
0: <laughs> I mean, but if you like trying to think of the the top bands in that in that in that genre in that time frame, there's like you get like uh, uh, Paramore was like she was like the lead singer, but it wasn't like a band that was like it wasn't a band that she formed. It was like a band the label gave to her, and right. You just you just didn't get and like uh there was a, uh, what's her name from um from cursive and she loved the band um, right. so you didn't get a lot of female singers and uh, there was a band I, I, that I sent you called Tricot right. which is uh which is four girls and then there was another band I found there's plenty of bands that you can find that have female lead singers and it's like and they can all sing and play instruments amazingly and it's great and I love it. <laughs> You got anything to say? Anything else cuz I could I don't have anything else. I mean to like <laughs> what I have here is that like
1: um I have left this uh English speaking comfort zone and I've left it for uh Japanese pans like melt banana uh that also like it's just screaming so it never mattered and it's, it, it is so weird that like it takes something like this to be like oh I have to imagine what it is to like see them live to imagine what it would be like to understand this uh, and to Mm -hmm. appreciate it. And to like it took five minutes for me to like work that out. But still, I was like, okay, why didn't I hear about this or care about this before? And then there is like that weird uh, paranoia of like is the whole world. Full of cool emo bands that I don't know about right now. (laughs) Uh, And then just uh, no one's telling me because I'm this guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everyone's keeping it from you. Yeah, Um, maybe they should. (laughs) But yeah, uh just just go on a Spotify or uh or go if you like how this band sounds, just go into Spotify or Google Music. Or just like look up uh or just go on YouTube and just click around the different bands because there's some some really cool stuff out there that's not just a bunch of white guys in skinny jeans that you should that, that sorry. Sparkling water. Um <laughs> that you should get into. so bark you got anything else uh i am
1: good please listen to less than silent hills please listen to carrying into the void please listen to missouri loves company uh please uh hire terrence for your various
0: projects
1: i'm at brock wilbur on all places terrence where are you
0: i am at the black nerd on everywhere but instagram okay I think I think Instagram's on the only place it should be, um, and then I'm also work. I've also written like three articles in the past week, so nice. Look Where out are they going for those. Up? I don't know. One one goes up Thursday. Something else goes up. No, one doesn't at. go up till like <laughs> December. Oh, Dorkly, uh, Fanbite and uh, uh, VRV. <laughs> VRV blog. I couldn't remember what the other one was what it was anyway uh, brock thank you for being here we thank haven't you. recorded in like three weeks oh my god i had um, so much
1: friendship built up and now it's good
0: <laughs> and now we don't have to talk for another three weeks um, Oh, buddy no oh uh, <laughs> also listen this to my is other podcast we've uh, ever gone and we just did it by accident we didn't even talk about it um listen to my other podcast uh whatever we call it we couldn't record what i haven't recorded in like two weeks because we couldn't record last week hey when's uh, your history of games thing going up uh that is as soon as i edit it oh god okay. because it's it's literally just been sitting on my hard drive and i'm just like i should edit that but i'm just like but then winter's just like hey it's dark at five o'clock so what if we were sad right now and i was like you know what brain good idea And then I just eat a peanut butter chocolate trail mix.
1: I was joking with my friend Abby out here about doing a podcast where we tried to cover, like, do the Star Wars Minute version of the John Wick films. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I just want to get something done before the end of the year. And she was like, what if we did uh, Star Wars? But I I mean, uh, John Wick as a um, advent calendar. And Mm -hmm. so she looked at it and she's like, Okay, we'd have to do 13 minutes a day. For the first 25 days of December, each one being a different podcast. And I was like, my God, I think it would kill Terrence, but also he would make so much money from it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so I will let you
0: know if that's something we want to do. But uh oh, podcast advent calendar. What an idea. Uh, it's so, not yeah. a good one. Uh, I, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Make sure to uh, uh, rate and subscribe, or subscribe and r- subscribe first. Listen to some <laughs> episodes, then rate it, because I don't want you to just like. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it blindly. <laughs> yeah, don't do it blindly. You don't know what the show sounds. I mean, if you got to the end of this episode, you know what the show sounds like, but. <laughs> now i'm just rambling as, as you uh, as you
1: heard from this episode definitely a music show
0: speaking of rambling uh i i sent i've been just sending youtube links to brock like hey watch this channel oh my god um, we didn't even touch on this uh there's a there's a guy i've been watching called drew goodner you have uh, ruined my life every time he gets to the end of an episode he's just like he's like and i'm rambling again and we're gonna end the show and i'm just like i have never related to somebody more like just not knowing how to end it. Uh yes, uh Drew Goodner, uh, uh Danny Gonzalez, Eddie Burback, and then I've also been watching uh Cody Co and they're all like former Oh, who's that one? He's a he's he's less uh quiet than the other than the other three, but he's also he's like a friend of theirs and he's also very funny. Terrence um, uh
1: the black nerd keeps introducing me to soft spoken young white boys on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm just like, Well oh, goddammit.
0: I didn't see this coming. It's like- <laughs> it's like the perfect comedy for me because it's like making fun of like rich people and it's not loud and I love it. <laughs> like uh I've I've never I never realized that uh that the content like the most popular content on YouTube is like for like 8 to 12 year olds and it's terrifying and I don't uh, 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 anyway, I'm going to end the show now by yeah, saying yeah. our <laughs> famous catchphrase. We are the coolest kids and we take what we can get. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.